the show begin. Hold on, coffee. The, oh, same. I'll do that. Billy, the mug. Nice transition. Oh, look, is that a Dr. Phil mug? Uh, by the time this episode airs, Dr. Phil will have a week left to live or less. To live? Okay. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, not the best wording. That's but fair. Last day of Dr. Show. Phil is March 15th, at least for filming. I don't know when it airs, but that's his last day of filming. What a treat. Yeah. What a dream. R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, <laughs> End of an era. 21 years. Yeah, it's nuts. Do you I ever regret leaving season... that job? Because if you were still there, you could see it all the way to the end. Um, I don't. And <laughs> uh, I think I was on season, not on, I worked season 18, 18 or 19. Honestly, it was kind of a blur. I was a, that job tested my patience more than anything I've ever done in my entire life. And it wasn't because of Mr. Phil. Um, it was, Mr. I don't know Phil. if I've, <laughs> Mr. <I don't>... Phil. <laughs> um, Legally accurate, uh, Mr. Uh, Phil. Yeah, 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 Mr. Phil. Um, it was because, or I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but my job, I was a PA during COVID it's, and when they had the Brady Bunch screens of all the middle-aged women in, like, Illinois. Um, I, I don't know. They were all over, and they were all very bad with computers. And the day before filming, we had to spend eight to ten hours bringing like testing their computer and explaining basically what we do on this show um explaining <laughs> that they have to wear headphones with a microphone because if they get called on they have to sound clear or mr phil got angry um mr. Phil. Uh, mr. Phil. and they were they just could not grasp why their internet connection wouldn't work and sometimes i'd have to be like we can't have you on because you like are, are so slow. Like the, the lag was so bad and wow. I, I was breaking their hearts cause they were like, it's my dream to be on Dr. Phil. And I was like, Oh God. And sometimes the sob stories, we don't have to, this is an optimistic show, but man, it was bleak. I will the fun say... part was though that I saw some of the wildest shit in my life. There was a woman who didn't realize that before the I show, the camera stays story. on. Dagny, I have told this story to my page classmates, and we'll get into it in a second, but I have told them it's this story about you. Incredible. Please finish. Um, one, one also great thing was people all over the world could be virtual audience members. Even It was mostly Australians. They love Mr. Phil, and they... Um, but they have to sign on in like the middle of the night, like 3 a.m. to like meet the time that the show recording starts, and I think this woman was Australian and she was already drinking like like a margarita. It was in a nice glass. Um, and it, it was clearly alcohol. I think she ended up getting kicked off once the show started. But the highlight, and also, I'll never forget it. She stood up after we did her check-in to walk around her apartment. And she had nothing on in her bottom half. And I mean nothing <laughs> at all. I was like, you're just raw dogging at your desk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know what yeah. I would have to I I need to go back. There's some other her, like horrific things I saw, but that was definitely the the worst. Good morning, good afternoon, good <laughs> evening, and good night. No matter when you're listening, welcome to Poptimist, a pop culture breakdown <laughs> show focused on optimism. I'm your host, Billy McCartney, here with my sister. Who's that? I am the former production assistant that worked on the Dr. Phil show, Dagny. And was that the only vagina you saw while <laughs> filming? 
Yes, yes, that was. Um, as uh, far as I remember, unless I blocked another one out. But um, we broke our guest, <laughs> collapsed to the floor and giggles. Um, but yeah, probably the wildest job I've ever had. That's incredible. So I always felt I always felt that like like I went to the one college and you went to the same college I did. I moved to L.A. You moved to L.A. I just felt like there was a lot of Dagny copying me going on I for had a this, long time. I had this thought the other day. And it's finally happened. Roles. It's swapped. I'm copying Dagny. Uh, thanks to nepotism, I'm the newest Nepo baby at Paramount <laughs> Pictures. Um, and that's nice, honestly. Um and I won't talk about it much on here. It's just I'm going to acknowledge it because I've been watching a lot of Paramount films I've never seen to try and pretend I'm cool. And we can now get into know. it. We can get now into you... our, our things of the week because I'm not going to talk about these movies I watched, but I watched two movies, one of which I saw 15, 10 years ago and one of which I'd never seen. Wait, uh, did you so finally watch it? No, I have not watched Top Gun Maverick. And at this point, I am going to never watch it because you keep talking about it. And because it's literally the only thing at Paramount Studios right now. Every corner of that soundstage yes. is Top Gun Maverick. And thanks. There's and also, so by Rightfully the <clears throat> so. But Billy, I I know that I have talked about it so I much. I will watch it. It's on I have three more on my list because I watched so I rewatched The Godfather Good. and I watched Godfather Part Two, which I had never seen. And let me tell you, when the intermission sign came up in the Godfather Part Two, I just got up and walked around my apartment. I was like, well, "I've been here forever." That How being long said, is it? I didn't. Th I've never three hours and twenty two minutes is the second Whoa. one, and there is probably an hour and a half before the end. There is an intermission. You mean the the standard time of all films nowadays? I guess <laughs> um, it was the the um uh what is it called? Not front runner. The the. What are you talking about? Avatar The Way of Water, your favorite movie of last year? Stop. No, what is the <laughs> Trailblazer? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Godfather 1 is two is almost um, three hours. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm. My vacuum just started, and I know your cat food is about to be dispensed, so we'll just do the same time. Hey, Google, tell Scarlet to go home. Scarlet's the name of our Roomba. Is that like Scarlet Envy from Drag Race? Or are you sashay away? I you have should, no idea. You should change the... Tell the Scarlet audio to sashay command. Away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. So <laughs> I will say, rewatching The Godfather, I liked it even more than I did the first time. I really appreciated it. And now I got to wait 10 years to watch part two because I was just exhausted by the end. But I think that part two movie might. Uh, you mean part people, three? Pe people are going to like it. No, I'll watch part three. I'm going to probably watch the uh, uh, Coppola three years ago re edited part three into a, a different. He called it. Um, the Godfather Coda, where it's more of an epilogue than a, a part three, which yeah. I guess was always the intent, and I'm I'm probably going to watch that version eventually. Mm. No, but the other, I've never seen I've never okay. seen Sunset Boulevard, and then I want to watch <gasps> Babylon and Top Gun. Those are the last three for the Paramount job that I really okay. need to see. Uh, I'll, because honestly, I've seen all the Star Treks, baby, and I'm the biggest Trekkie in my class. And uh, there's it's shocking to me how many people are like, oh, I just skipped Star Trek. And I'm like, that might be the single most important property Paramount has. How dare you just be like, oh, Star Trek. Um, it is it is important. But I would I would rewatch Babylon and Top Gun with you I'll and Sunset it. Boulevard. Sunset Boulevard, honestly, a great double feature. I know you've seen Sunset and Babylon. Well, that could be that's fun. No, but um, Sunset Boulevard and Whatever Happened to Baby Jane are two really fun back to backs. Because I love Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. It's it's the same vein of Whatever Happened to Baby Jane with the obsession of like people getting locked in a house. <laughs> and it's the <laughs> it's the same. It's like that was that was the um 
uh, the tone of movies then there were there's several like rear window he's like stuck in his house oh, oh yeah they there was that fixation of the horror um, i haven't seen rear window in probably like 15 20 years of fun to rewatch uh yeah uh, if you do after dark tours you need to watch just like an alfred hitchcock collection um, now i will I can... say i didn't want to talk about the godfather but we already have as my thing so we're just gonna very briefly oh, hit the other two thing. It's so dumb. Well, I will say by the time this airs, the o- we'll only have one episode of The Last of Us left. At this point, what else can be said? Watch this gosh darn show. It's exceptional. Um, yeah. And it keeps it keeps being as gay as it should be, but it could be gayer. Um, yeah. Do you know Pedro also, Pascal doesn't have a girlfriend in real life? I'm not having any uh, throwing out any <laughs> theories, no conspiracies whatsoever. But um, hmm, Does has that he mean ever that had I have a girlfriend? A has he ever had a girlfriend, Mr. Pascal? We don't know. Uh, but I will I the, the thing I want to talk about because uh, it's something that has been out for a long time and most people have seen, but I put it off. I finally gave in to the peer pressure from the power couple that is <laughs> uh, Bear Lyle and Allie Rosenstein. Bear and Allie mm. finally got to me and the fiance and we watched season one of Peaky Blinders. And I loved it that I am currently upset that my partner is in New York because I want to watch mm. season two and I'm <laughs> waiting for him to get back to watch season two of Peaky Blinders. But it's great. Uh, I don't really have much to say about it because I think Bear even talked about it on this show. Um, I think so. But yeah, Peaky Blinders is what I'm into, as well as old Paramount movies that I've never seen. I'm excited for you to watch more Paramount movies. And when this comes out, if it's this Wednesday, um, I believe the Oscars are next week. So yes. Billy, I assume we'll do like a little Oscars recap. Yeah, like we'll last do a little. Year. We'll wait till it's yeah, we'll wait till it airs the Oscars. I don't want to do a pre-show because yeah. I'm trying to watch. I'm trying to watch a couple movies I haven't seen yet frantically before a, next. I Sunday. have a few left to watch. Um, but it's like, oh god, the Fablemans. Where's my Fablemans screener? Why haven't I watched the Fablemans? <laughs> That's like one of the few I haven't watched. Yeah. Um, I have two quick movies that I've watched yeah. since the last time we recorded. Um, one is an Oscar-nominated film that. I don't think I talked about on here because I think I watched it after the last time we recorded. I loved, 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 loved Triangle of Sadness. It is. I really want to watch that one. That's so on my short good. list. They re-released it in theaters, and uh, the whole like part two is if you if you know nothing about it, watch the trailer. Lots of vomiting and shitting, and it's <laughs> it's disgusting, but like hilarious at the same. time. It's a time. bunch of people stuck on a boat, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. With Woody Harrelson as the captain who's drunk all the time and isn't doing his job and locking himself in a room. <laughs> Full circle back to our fun <laughs> sense of Boulevard. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I'm not going to talk too much about it. But if you have a chance to watch it, even if after the Oscars, I, I don't think it'll win this picture. There's some other ones that I feel like. No, are, I know it's have a better chance. So- I went the I, it's got a best director nominee. I keep trying to look up who all the best remember who the best directors are and, and um that one's up for it. Best director could could do it. I haven't watched what's the name of the one that they made the remake with Will Ferrell and Julie Louis Dreyfus. Um it's about the avalanche. Have you seen the You know what? I'm just going to let our, our our guest is typing because uh he clearly knows what we don't. Force majeure. Force majeure. Yes, which I should know cuz my boyfriend has talked about it a lot. Um, it's it's very funny. There's I, I won't actually spoil the setup because the it I need to actually watch the movie. But I've seen the clip of how the movie is set up and why the conflict starts, and it's hilarious. Um, but same director. Okay. And my other movie came out a while ago, and on a whim for some reason on on Friday night, I was like, boyfriend, I kind of want to watch. Bodies, bodies, bodies. <laughs> and oh, I've not seen that. It's a delight. And 
Pete Davidson is honestly very likable in it. Um, and all of the actresses are, I didn't know any of them. Um, and they're all super talented and funny and it, it's really good. And the, uh, the payoff at the end, the reveal of how it all starts, um, is so stupid. It's so, so (laughs) dumb. And yeah, I, it's another one that I, I don't want to spoil because it, it's all, it's a very simple plot and it's, it's hilarious and, um, dark and yeah, if you haven't seen it, I actually rented it on Amazon, but hopefully it'll be like streaming at some point. Uh, but yeah, those are the two highlights since we, I feel like we, it's been a couple weeks since we recorded, so I'm sure there's more, but. Oh, there's so much, but I want to get, I want to get this guest on. I want to get this party started. Yes. Yes. So our guest today is a returning guest. I didn't look up what episode you were on originally, but I think it's, it's like 17 or 14. It's early. It's early on in the Poptimus, uh, uh, run. Please welcome back to Poptimus. It's Dylan Horner. Hello. Dylan has at least two very cute cats that keep popping up. I do. I tried to put them in the room for recording, but then they just keep yowling. And so it's easier to just let them kind of sit on me, but they're adorable. Yes. They're so cute. I, I wish the the listeners could see. They're they're adorable. It's a really cute tabby and then an orange cat. And mm-hmm. they're they seem so sweet. They've been climbing all over you. They are little brother um, sister. They're adorable. Yes. Aww. Much like y'all. So ha ha. <laughs> oh, I'll take it. Thank you. That was Look that was this. nice. Um <laughs> Dylan, how have you been? I have been spectacular. Things have been going great. Uh I've just got back from the farmers market, ate a whole bunch of hot sauce. So uh feeling great, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, it's been spectacular. But things are awesome. Yeah, really good. Uh gorgeous here in, in Dallas, Texas, uh, which I know that y'all are familiar with as well. Oh yeah. Yes, um, grew up there. Yes, kind first of. things first. I wanna ask you, um, are you aware of this imposter uh podcast that's going around? This, the, this. I is it Shane and Ryan? I don't know. It's called. I I was looking for y'all the other day. Hang on, let me see what it is. It is. It's it's called Poptimist, but it <gasps> oh, is... I know, I know this one because. So here's the dealio. I know is the there other a Poptimist. music one. Yes, it's music focused. Oh, okay. Whew. Um um and yeah, it's called the Poptimist. Mm. And I'm gonna be honest. I saw this podcast when we were launching Poptimist, mm. but they hadn't updated an episode in like nine months. And I was like, no big deal. All right. We're going to come in. We'll be Poptimist. We'll go for it. And Are they back? They're back. And it's infuriating. How dare they? Um, Rude. But it is, it's a musician. It's about pop music. It's okay. a, uh, uh, and honestly, at this point, check them out. The Poptimist with Taylor Berryman. Um, <laughs> no, no nice. free advertising on Poptimist, please. All right. No, yeah, no, 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 no. Um, Billy, you know my love of Shane and Ryan from Ghost Hunters or whatever. They have a, it's just a YouTube series where they are like, they have a guest and they pick some sort of topic of they're like, what's your least or what's your favorite worst movie ever made, which everybody (laughs) had cats on their list, um, which (laughs) is offensive because that movie is spectacular. Um, but uh, while I was watching it, I was like, you guys stole our gimmick. How rude. Um, but it's it's not quite the same because there's not the freedom of bringing in anything like yeah. our guest. Yeah. Which Did maybe, you, was that a I good segue? You, I think she wants <laughs> his name's Cameo, right? In Ant-Man? 
Yes. Oh, Ryan. Which he's here's adorable. I mean, I know I'm I'm a comic book boy. Like I had a pull list growing up at the local comic book shop. I would go like twice a month and grab my subscriptions. I really liked Quantum Mania. I had a fun time. I liked it a lot. I, I get that it's kind of a bummer that we had an Ant-Man movie without Michael Pena, which is devastating. Um, mm. because the the whole movie takes place in the quantum realm. Like they get in there like within 10 minutes of the movie started and then they just stay there the whole time. Wow. But that being said, it's like if Ant-Man had a Star Wars movie. That's really what it is. Oh. It's it's a full-on Star Wars movie. They go to the cantina at one point. Bill Murray's there. That's <laughs> funny. I still need to see it because Ant-Man, people always look at me funny when I say this, is my favorite Marvel movie. I love it. I think it's so adorable and delightful. Yeah. And I'm just a big, I'm a Paul Red stan. There's a lot of, the it's a lot of fun. But then also, like, I'm fully here for Jonathan Majors as the next big bad. He's yeah. so incredible, even just in Quantum Mania. Like, his acting performance is amazing, and I cannot wait to see more and more and more of him, and more and more, so much more. I saw Creed <laughs> three last night. Um, Ooh, and he is, it good? Yeah, it, it, it's good. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, it, he's the antagonist in it, et cetera, mm-hmm. and he's just. It's insane. He like has, he's, I'm here for his moment, definitely. I think, yeah. I think my count might be low, but I, he has, I think, eight thousand abs. I think it's yeah, close. Yeah, uh, I believe so. <laughs> yeah, and and you see every one of them in this movie. Yes, <laughs> I've seen the like character banners that they've made of the two of them, and oh, I, I like, saw the, the oh what was it God. variety photo shoot Hollywood Reporter one of them. Just insane. Like yeah, I is, was like this. It's, I I changed my diet that moment. And everybody <laughs> keeps saying they're like, just get ready for magazine dreams because he's doing a movie later this year where he plays like uh-huh. a bodybuilder and it's supposed to be like a big it's supposed to be like gonna get a big push for him to for a best actor Oscar. Um yeah. and they were talking about all the training he did and they're like, You're all the stuff that he did for that movie, he's it's gonna look insane. So. I mean, I'm, I was I'm just here in Ant Man when he gets he gets like the comic book accurate Kang costume that doesn't have sleeves, and I was like, he, they couldn't put sleeves on this, they wouldn't fit. Like how where would they go? <laughs> Um, good for him, oh, Jonathan Majors. Yeah. Well, Dylan, um, here on Poptimist, the whole gimmick uh, that we were talking about earlier <laughs> is that we always invite on a guest, and they need to bring something from pop culture that they love that uh, maybe isn't well liked by the audience at large, or maybe it's more obscure. But uh, talk about uh, being optimistic about me- mediocrity in pop culture. <laughs> and um, I'm excited to have you back. I was wondering what you what you wanted to bring in for us today. Yeah, so today I. Uh, have brought in you know it's uh, I've gone back and forth on a few things but I've I'm landed on kind of a smorgasbord but what we're going to talk about most importantly is uh in my mind the pinnacle of uh competition and the height of uh endurance and mental struggle um so today we're going to talk about the uh reality television program Ink Master <gasps> <laughs> okay i'm okay, i'm great. so glad because i my friend carlin who has been on the podcast twice that has been one of her runner-up things and she's yet to talk about it and i'll have to tell her that the the third time she comes on that somebody has finally done ink masters so she'll have to find something else but i'm I, i'm so glad that we're finally doing it i love this show so much it is such glorious <laughs> ridiculous trash and and perfect <laughs> in every way it's just remarkable um this isn't i i want you to break it down for us but this isn't the kat von d one right or she what was her show 
That was Kat Von D did L.A. Inc. I want to believe, and that was a reality show. That was yes. like like a day in the life documentary mm. style reality show. Yeah. Oh, and Where, Ink Masters uh, is a competition show. Yes. So like Ink Drag Masters, Race. Ink Masters, like yeah, like Drag Race or Top oh, Chef, fun. but for tattoo artists. And so they bring in a bunch of tattoo artists from around the country. Um, it is. <laughs> First of all, it's hosted by Dave Navarro, uh, former husband of Carmen Electra and guitarist yep. of Jane's Addiction. Um, yep. And he basically just walks around being like, I'm Dave Navarro. I'm, I'm super cool. I'm here. Uh, and so he brings people <laughs> on. And uh, weirdly related to LA Inc., though, um, the original judges. So there's a judges panel, and it was a guy named Oliver Peck who runs, who owns a tattoo studio in Dallas. Uh, he is no longer on the show because he got fired for all of this uh, blackface stuff that he did. Um, oh, no. Yeah, so that's uh, just so much of that in the Ink Master world. So just get ready for that. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, great. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, it is an exciting time. Um, but the other main judge was a guy named Chris Nunez, and he is from the original show Miami Ink, which is where the Kat Von D got LA. her start. Or LA Ink yeah, was a LA spinoff of Miami. Miami Ink. Miami Ink was first. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Just like the Housewives, they got to pick a city and follow yes. a tattoo artist. Uh, the real tattoo artists of Beverly Hills. I'd exactly. watch it. Exactly. And it's, they put them all up. They say the show is filmed in New York. It's actually filmed like in Jersey, uh, and they just do a bunch of exterior shots of New York. And... If you ask that's, anybody, <laughs> that's such a real. I mean, not to talk about Drag Race all the time, but in Drag Race, they don't do it as much anymore. But in the early seasons, they would always have like shots of downtown LA and like the the mm-hmm. ba- U.S. Bank building or even the Hollywood sign, and they they film up in the high desert, like past Silmar. Like they are so yeah. far away from yep. downtown. Like, They're minute. almost a different county. They might be a different county. They might be. It's so good. <laughs> and it's just it's incredible. So they'll pull people from all over the country and put them here. Um, and I got so I got really into the show when I first came back. I'd never seen it, um, but I was always like, "Oh, tattoos are cool." And so, in the middle of the pandemic, I was looking for something to watch because everybody had exhausted, you know, everything. Um, and they put mm-hmm. two seasons of this. They just thrown them up on Netflix, and I was like, "Sure, I'll throw that on." Because Dagny currently Ink Master is a tentpole series for Paramount Plus. Yes, oh, you it is. It up. You I am one I of. Didn't know? <laughs> I, uh, I think that between the three of us. That. We're uh, we're like three of the ten people who have Paramount Plus on the planet. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say really quick, Paramount Plus does. Ha- I I've already talked about this, but Evil is a fantastic fucking show. Um, procedural. Yeah, you have with, you have talked. You have I talked have about I it. have like but three Dylan, times. If you have if you have Paramount Plus, Evil. It's a procedural with demons and exorcisms. It's great. Oh, nice. It's so okay. fun. Excellent. Yeah. I'm down. I will check it out. I mean, I'm looking for something a... other than Ink Master and. <laughs> Top Gun Maverick to watch on Paramount Plus. So. <laughs> Which Dylan you watch every night? Uh naturally, as as one should. <laughs> oh, I'll get on it. Mission right. Impossible with Air Force. Exactly. Is, so, that movie is. <laughs> so Ink Master, uh, we start with ten contestants typically, and they eliminate someone every episode? So it varies. Um the first okay. few so the first few seasons, I think it started with like ten and then they would bump it up every season. I think that they usually now it's like around sixteen to start. Um, but what they'll usually do is they come in and they, they always change it up in the first episode. So like one season there was like 50 people who came in and everybody was like, Whoa, what's going on? And then they were like, surprise, we're eliminating, you know, three quarters of you right now. Um, you have to do flash tattoos. And so they brought in like 200 people and everybody would run through and it's like, you have five minutes to do as, you know, many tattoos on people as you can and like stuff like that. Um, but so the first few seasons are pretty straightforward. 
uh, where it's just, you know, like an elimination style show. But the best part about it is because they're tattoo artists, um, every episode's broken up into a flash challenge where it's like they have to go and that's usually like an art challenge. So something mm-hmm. it's like it always challenges either like depth perception or color control or like some form oh. of tattooing and things like that. And it's always something like one time they had to uh, make a like a portrait out of um, like solo cups, like red and blue solo cups oh. and stuff like that. And so they were trying okay. to make, it was like, make so not a tattoo, time. like yeah. a physical art piece. Yes. There's like a, so the first challenge is always like a physical art piece that they have to do. And okay. the second oh, challenge cool. is always like the head to head sort of like everybody together. But what they do is they bring in volunteers that they call the human canvases. What is this release this, like? Uh, I, I was going to ask, my like, my first question: the is, legal the legal team behind Ink Master yeah. must be paid very well. There is a an entire Reddit like like thread about Ink Master canvases that I highly recommend. Uh, oh, <laughs> but wow. it is. Dylan, I'm I have one question for as a personal question for you. I see you have tattoos. I, I think do. I knew that. Yes. Um, would you ever be a human canvas? <laughs> um. I mean, yes, I would do it just for the <laughs> for the story of it, but I would want to do it on a. So it's it, there are some days when the human canvases have to sign a completely open to anything anywhere sort of sort of oh. thing because some of the last challenges, like when they sort of get it narrowed down, they're like, "We want to see what you can do." So we have a canvas who's open for you doing anything you want to do to show us your tattoo. And I mean, there's this, there's this story about this, this, this old woman, she, not old woman, but she's like, you know, mid sixties, something like that. Mm-hmm. Super sweet older lady. And she comes in, it's the final three. And she said that she's open to being an open canvas. And this guy's talking to her and he's like, yeah, tell me about what you want. And she's like, you know, I was a, a dancer. I would like, if, you know, something like long and, and really graceful and beautiful. <laughs> and this guy's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. And so, he, so this woman in the finale ends up with like a giant full back piece of like it's like a a zombie with like bleeding mouth and like all, it's like horrific <laughs> like horrible image oh <laughs> and oh this poor no. old woman is just walking around with this like full back piece from now on um and oh it is oh my god yeah so it's to be an open canvas it's absolutely insane um and you know that's part of the drama is people will fight with their canvases all the time and that's like a big part <laughs> of the gamemanship so if you win the flash challenge you get mm-hmm. the power to assign the canvases whenever they come in and so okay Jean. there are parts of the body that they talk about where it's always harder to tattoo and so like the ribs you don't want to do the ribs because it takes longer and it hurts and it bleeds um you always want to do like yeah. somewhere super muscly and thick like that kind of stuff uh, just because it's easier and nine times out of ten these canvases come in and they're like i want it all over my ribs and it's super complicated <laughs> and it's always people that have no idea what they're doing i mean <laughs> the best one i think it's like one of the more famous ones is there's a woman who came in and is like i want to have a phoenix rising um out of my vagina and uh, <laughs> as he would yeah, I mean, naturally um yeah that's cl- that's classy that's that's great yes and if i remember right uh she was given to a contestant named mystical mike who was like 22 and had no idea what he was doing <laughs> he was just so scared <laughs> and i'm there was curious a- if the oh sorry I was just gonna say, i'm curious if the show would ever pay for tattoo removal if it's like that bad 
Why, Dagny, I'm glad that you asked. Um, oh, so, hold on. Before we get into yeah. this, what happened with the Phoenix tattoo? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I remember right, I think she, I want to say she walked. I, I think she walked because he kept trying to get her to move it. And she was like, well, if you're not going to do that, I'm going to leave. And that happens regularly. The canvases will just leave. Oh, gotcha. And then, oh. And then the tattooers are kind of in a bind. Sometimes some another canvas will be like, you can do it on me. That's fine. But most of the time, they either don't do a tattoo, turn in a finish or like a half finished one before the canvas left. Or sometimes they'll just end up tattooing themselves. And so it's like, it's always a big dramatic thing. They'll drop the music in and he's going to be like, what do I do now? $250,000 are on the line. And then it's like, (laughs) wait, hold on. How much is the prize money? It was $100,000 for, I want to say the first eight seasons. I know the last season was $250,000, but I think that's the most that they've ever had. Okay, listen up, America. RuPaul's Drag Race was $100,000 from season three to season 14. Mm -hmm. This year, season 15, it's $200,000. World of Wonder, MTV, the grand prize for RuPaul's Drag Race should be $1 million. All right? You are the biggest reality competition show on the planet. It's insulting. One million. Fuck you. All right. (laughs) 500,000 I could get behind, but like at this point, it's, it's a joke. Yeah, right. Ink Masters has a higher reward than Drag Race. That's nuts. Yeah, and you know Drag Race has a larger... I mean, there's, it's just bigger. There's, what, 17 versions of Drag Race worldwide now? All right, I'll, we'll, go back to, we'll go back to Ink Master. But we don't have you to. Said, <laughs> you said $250,000, and I was like, fuck, really? Mind-boggling. Like, I know. It's that's Particularly crazy. when you realize that they're all named, like, Creepy Jason and stuff like that. <laughs> You're like... <laughs> All right, man. Like, cool. Like, I got it. Yeah. Um, and it's spectacular because every episode just follows the same. They do the flash challenge, and then somebody. It always does like all of the the contestant like reality drama part is always super entertaining because it's all of them sitting in a room, and without fail, it will always devolve into just like beep beep. beep. It's just like constant bleepage um, going on, <laughs> and you're like, I love it. I love it so much. Like there was one time. These people were just like they, and they always argue. They're like, "You're a shit tattooer." No, you're a shit tattooer. And then it'll always be like, "Yeah, well, you're poor." Oh, yeah, well, you look like you're old. And it's like they just start like <laughs> they, they always. It's out of nowhere. They'll just start like attacking each other, and it's so stupid and so ridiculous and trashy and fun. And it all originated from uh, Spike TV. Um, may uh, they rest in peace. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hey, Paramount Plus, may them live forever. So yeah. going back to, uh, I have two questions. The uh, first is I want to follow up with the tattoo removal that Dagny yeah, mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm so all over the place right now. I do apologize. We are too. Yeah. It's Poptimus. That's how nice. we roll. Woo! Um, okay. So Ink Master, it always goes up until they do the last, it's usually the final three. And the final three go to a live finale. And so the final competition is oh. always a, it's like a 20, I think it's usually a 24 hour tattoo. And it's open canvas. They can do whatever. They just want like a giant piece. And it's, I think, usually four six-hour sessions that they do over the course of like a month. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's like they go away and then they come back. They go away essentially while the show is airing and then they come back for the live finale. Um, But during the live finale, so they'll show off the tattoos and they'll like show people doing. But because they're trying to fill up the finale time, what they usually do is they bring the people with the worst tattoos from the season back on to the show. And it's like, if you could say anything to your tattoo artist, what would it be? Well, they just happen to be here right now. And it's always, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's always somebody coming back, like looking for 15 minutes of fame and just trying to be like Susan from the first season of Survivor. Um, (laughs) And like, it's, 
but what happens is usually that ended up it became such a popular thing that they've done a spin-off series of Ink Master now um where it's like some of the former contestants of Ink Master go around and they correct bad tattoos um from people Oh that's fun. Oh, and that's so, okay. Uh but so, oh and the people who got the bad tattoos sorry who come on and complain Ink Master usually is like hey give him another chance he's going to correct it and fix it they usually put him back with the same artist and without the pressure of them like it being eliminated like yes. a lower pressure environment yeah to, okay so i like they, that they give him a chance to redeem himself give the canvas a chance to get a tattoo they like and That's usually great. it works out but yeah now i will say i know one of the hardest things in tattooing is portraits specifically like a black and white portrait or like a monochromatic and I know Ink Master has been like, oh, here's a picture of your – my son died when he was four years old, and this is a picture of him. I want this on my body. What is, like, the most horrific Wait, like, portrait story? Portrait like day? Like, 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 a, Por- like a photorealistic portrait day of, like, is a, their trauma or – The, the canvas is trauma. Yeah. It's, so portrait oh. day is always a big one. It's testing photorealism. Uh, and so what it is is the canvases will bring in – actual photographs and it's always this is my stories yeah well it's always yeah this is my child who i lost um you know i would like them tattooed on my body to remember them this is my grandfather this is my you know somebody very close to me this is my partner like that kind of stuff wow and then they make these (laughs) these 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 contestants and it's always it always it's like the way that they edit it is brilliant because every time the contestant is telling the story or every time the canvas is telling the story, the contestants, it always cuts the contestants being like, I don't want that shit. Like, oh, man, that sounds like that's going to be like bullshit. And like, <laughs> oh, no. it's just like they always try to talk them out of doing it. And on Portrait Day, they're always like, no, like I want it here because it's my child uh but the worst one that ever was I oh, remember, somebody did come in and i want to say it was their grandchild um and they wanted it and they had never gotten a tattoo before and tattoo virgins or another thing on the show uh that you tattoo oh, don't virgins. ever want yeah just because they're squirmy and they you know don't know what's coming um and then number three it's another ink master thing skin of older people also a nightmare because it doesn't hold ink very well apparently and doesn't stay very well and so this was like the one two three combo and this poor (laughs) child ended up looking like a it's like a blobby thumb (laughs) i think i want to say it's all like i want to say it's in i think it's in season four um and the the the, i think it was a guy it was an older dude It it was a guy and his granddaughter um he was really cool about it he did say that he was okay with it um and I don't think that they did bring it back, but it was it was bad. And I'm pretty sure that uh, old guy ended up going home that night. Oh, I am looking. I just Googled Yikes. Ink Master worst portrait. And it's there's no consensus about what the worst they're, one is. They're, they're bad ones. Uh, portrait Day and Pinup Day tend to be where you get the pin-up absolute day. worst tattoos. Because everybody thinks for pinups, they're like, oh, oh, yep, that one is bad. That's the zombie one. Yes. Wait. That's oh, like the, that's that one horrifying. looks like a grandmother. And then yeah, this uh, yeah, re- season three Kyle's portrait tattoo. Yes. If anyone wants to Google it, and, oh my god, out of Kyle, freaking Kyle Dunbar. He's a he's a <laughs> you know his last name. That's bad. Well, he's like he's like the he's one of the villains of of Ink Master throughout. He's like um, oh, what's his name? Johnny from from 
Survivor. I don't know. Survivor. Survivor, like, I, I Survivor like, experience. I've heard people talk about it. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Johnny, if I remember right, told everybody on Survivor that his grandma died or like had somebody come visit. His grandma was supposed to come visit when the families could visit. And he told everybody mm-hmm. that his grandma died. And so they didn't vote him out that night. Oh, no. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Did they hilarious. have to do a president's challenge? I'm seeing like jfk i there's a donald trump that honestly is good but didn't necessarily age I don't well remember this one i don't remember the, that one um huh. master presidential portraits oh yeah it looks like there's a few yeah the the bush one is okay the clinton one huh. is rough he's too he's overshaded the Re- oh no the reagan one is giving uh uh 1980s joker what's his name jack nicholson the joker is, is, is yes reagan. the reagan one is bad oh that's oh, no. rough um what did i want to ask about oh i remember this. so dylan uh, oh yeah show what do you got what do you got? sorry to everyone for the photo all right this is the photorealistic soldier the soldier the photorealistic soldier oh, that's on someone's like a body. tiny little scrunchy face Yep. Um, oh, there's some good ones. Yes, Hawaiian pinup girl, also incredible. Just is that so a bad. mustache? Yep, absolutely. Um, they're, just, <laughs> they're so bad. Anyway, I'm sorry. I probably should have picked something that wasn't so visually inclined for this podcast. I, mean, I love these stories too. We'll 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 keep the stories going because the... uh, this is the best part of Ink Master. Honestly, this is what you do. It's, it's you don't care about. I mean, you do care about who wins. But it's like, true. The bad tattoos are why the show thrives. Yes. Maybe well, on it, the the Instagram post, I'll make it a slideshow and have um, the. Yes. So if you're listening to this, I'll, I'll make that promise now. I'll grab as many as we've talked about as possible and put it in the Instagram post for visual reference. Oh, I can't wait! Oh, go to Poptimist. Follow <laughs> Poptimist Pod on Instagram. <laughs> yes, I. So Dylan, on on, I, I'm gonna. I mean, it's my frame of reference, but they do this on a lot of reality shows. But on RuPaul's Drag Race, the two queens up for elimination have to lip sync for their life. Mm-hmm. On Ink Master, do they just eliminate someone, or is there like a like a tattoo for your life challenge? So sometimes, <laughs> usually early in the season, it just it'll drop to like the bottom two or three, and they'll just vote somebody out based on it. But as it gets lower, they do a head to head challenge. Um, yes. And they always will mix up the head-to-head challenge as well, so it'll kind of depend on what it is. So sometimes it's like the winner gets to pick the style of tattoo they're going to do. Sometimes it's like, oh, they both have to tattoo the same person at the same time, and like that. Okay, some, you know, and so it's they'll always mix it up. Um, but they do that, and that's usually they'll do like a head-to-head challenge, mm-hmm. um, which is cool, and that's always entertaining to watch. Uh, the best things that they started to do though is after like the first four seasons, every season of Ink Master would have like a different theme, and so they did oh. they did a, like a bunch of them. And so one of the years it was like you know a regional theme, so it was like a bunch of tattooers from the north, south, east, and west, and they would all face off. But then they did they started getting like really petty, and so it was like they would do mentors and uh, mentees, and so it was like oh yeah, this is you know who got me into tattooing and stuff like that. And so they would build the cast out of that. But then the best they ever did was they did a rivalry season where they just picked a bunch of tattooers who had like petty beefs with each other and brought them all (gasps) on. And so it was like, that's, that's where this mystical Mike character is from is he's like, yeah, this guy, Chris, he was like on my Instagram talking shit about my tattoos. And so I talked shit back and then, you know, now we've got beef. And that's why they're there. <laughs> I love stuff like that. I that's honestly, great. that's, I, I'm going to keep talking about it. It's why to this day, RuPaul's Drag Race season five is one of the best of all times. Cause Coco Montreal. 
Alyssa Edwards had won like a big Dallas pageant. And then for some reason she had her title stripped away from her and it was given to the, the runner up named Coco Montrese and they hate each other. And they don't anymore, but at the time. And so Alyssa enters the workroom and then she's there with all the other contestants talking. And then Coco walks in and they're on the season together. And when they see each other, it is genuine hatred. Like, like it is like, like, I mean, Coco goes from like, <laughs> like her pose and her like, ooh, welcome. And then she turns and her whole face drops. She covers her mouth. Like it's yes. it's amazing, and they've never had that level of petty again. And I wish, I wish they could. I agree, um, and that's every, I had every the, reality show should use more pettiness. I yeah. will say though, and as much as like lip sync for your life is a genius way for the final two, do either of you watch the British makeup show Glow Up? It's on Netflix in America. I have watched it, but I can't remember what the yes, yeah, Glow Up. They have two challenges. They have like the first one, and then they have the big one, and then there's the, there's always two people up for elimination. And what they do for elimination is they get twins and they set the twins back to back and then they give the makeup artist one thing. So they're like, you need to do like a midnight blue glitter lip. You need to do a perfect smoky eye. You need to do a perfect like uh, Amy Winehouse wingtip. And it's just that it's not a full face of makeup. It's one thing. And they do it, they have like 15 minutes and they do it on twins and then they compare the twins. And the one woman who genuinely is like an award-winning makeup artist, she comes in with like a magnifying glass like Sherlock Holmes. And and it'll be like, <laughs> and that, and it's like, that is genius. And, the, and they, they never seem to run out of twins because it's always two different I, people. They <laughs> never, they never seem to run Where out. Where they come from? But just, just like today your challenge is, they had to do one that was like red rhinestone lips and they had to like place the or like the doing the eyebrow out of rhinestones and they had to place them and make it like perfect and it's just it's such a cool way to be like all right what this comes down to is we're getting rid of one of you you both have to do this one thing and it has to be as technically perfect as possible that's crazy and then they're just side by side it's great it's so good i that is really a really good show that's glow up is great they and i will say like as much as i'm talking like fun like popcorn garbage about Incapacitor. It is like there's a lot of skill involved in what they do. I just oh. like I want to make it very clear. It's like I do have a lot of respect for the artists and stuff. It's just like the reality oh, yeah. competition. The, the finale like, of Ink Master, which I've only seen once years ago, but like the the there's like what is it usually like a final three. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, they, and you're gonna have three like mind blowing exceptional tattoos. And they're gore and, and I mean some of the challenges that they have them do, it's like I mean speaking of the makeup one, there was one in this last season where they had like two they had two models like body paint models and they were like okay so mm -hmm. you have to paint these two models as an animal but make it make them look like one fluid piece and stuff and it's just like i it that's cool i don't know just like the way that these people view stuff like with the way that their eyes like can see some of that i don't know it's pretty incredible i'm rambling wasn't there a body paint tv show um, yes yes What's it called? RuPaul it was, was called. a judge at Skin Wars. Yeah. Incredible. Skin Wars was great, Incredible. but also so niche. And so like, who's the audience for this? I feel like by season three, they were like, there's no more quote unquote professional body painters in America who aren't already famous. Like we just don't have contestants anymore. I've, um, uh, uh, although I will say, I say that though. I also love um, Blown Away on Netflix. The glass blowing show is, that's a so great good. show. I've also um, been really into Next in Fashion on Netflix. Is, which oh, one is that? That's one? the Tan France. Um, France. Yes, yeah. that is better than Tim Gum and Heidi's Amazon. Yes, one, and the Amazon one is, is not garbage. Good. Yeah, 
And it's not um, it's not because the contestants are really good, but I feel like they pick a winner early on and then overproduce it. Mm-hmm. And like to the point like it's it's upsetting. The winner of the first season was the least qualified of the final four, and we've never watched another season since. Wow. But he already had one of the things is like they help you like set up a business, and this man already had two storefronts and they were in Los Angeles. And they're like, Well, that'll be easier than letting the German woman win. And it's like, fuck you. She should, like, go to Germany, assholes. Oh. All right, I'm done. I love Heidi and <laughs> Tim, so it's hard to, like, talk about how their show is bad. But oh, wait. Tan, France, Tan France's show is much better it on is. Netflix. It's really good. Billy, I don't, wild. I don't know. I know we grew up watching. This isn't a competition show, but um, our mother watched a lot of What Not to Wear. Have you gone back and looked at some of the outfits that they It's picked? abusive. It's awful what not and to wear is, is a horrible it, it's a show for uh a, a mean gay and his fag hag best friend to bully yeah. fat people i ha- it's nuts <laughs> to go back and watch it and the the like cr- what's crazy is like we took fashion advice from them where it was like never wear vertical stripes they're the most unflattering thing you could ever wear and now and- all the gays <laughs> Yeah, love, it, I love was like one vertical striped shirt from Target from 2019. Yeah. They all wear it because they haven't been able to shop post COVID yet. Yeah, my God, I I just I had a BuzzFeed article pop up and I went and looked, and some of the outfits are like hideous beyond belief. To and be fair, early early Bush administration fashion is is up there with like a low point in American fashion. <laughs> um, yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, we can yeah. get back to competition, but that talking about the fashion competition shows. Just if you have time. Look up some of those outfits because it it's a crime that they put these women and men in some of this it's stuff. Ju- and it's it's just that show would never could never work now. I don't think we could possibly be like uh, you dress like I don't know why I go to the British because I always think of the British what not to wear. But honestly, the British what not to wear like at least they knew they were bullies. They weren't like pretending they weren't, and so yeah. it was always. Where it's like you look like a fat whale beached on the ocean. Like it's like you've been on the sand for a month. Uh, your yeah. skin's all dried out. Why would you wear this skirt with that blazer? Like, oh, uh, yeah. it's horrible. Oh wow. Um, well, it just makes anyway. Me think, yeah, like, that was the but that was like that was the culture back then, though. Yes. Like, I just think yeah. about all of the like. I mean, any tabloid story that was ever written about like Paris Hilton or oh yeah, Lindy, like any of that stuff. Oh, so it's, it's like, why like, I'm fully like. There's a whole <sighs> brand of TikTok now of people who are like hyper analyzing Britney Spears's um, Instagram posts. And it's like they're to the point where they're like, is she on drugs? Is she being brainwashed? Is she? And I'm like, guys, what if what have we learned? Nothing. It's been 15 years since Leave Britney alone. So, so Ink Master, is there anyone from the original Ink Master still on the judging panel? Um, well, Dave Navarro is still there. Yes. Okay. Um, he's like the host. Yeah, he's still hosting. Um, now the new judges are. Uh, a gentleman named Nico Hurtado, who does uh, incredible, incredible tattoo work. Um, I mm-hmm. highly recommend him. Uh, the One of them is the other guy from Miami, Inc. Uh, his name is Ari, I believe. He was the owner of it. Um, and then one of the winners of Ink Master, the first, uh, the first uh, oh, cool. woman to win, uh, Ryan Ashley. She's the other judge now. Um, and so all three of them are the judges. Dave Navarro is still there. And they do bring, I think that they brought Chris Nunez back for like one episode or something like that. They usually will bring in a different guest judge and it's either, uh, sometimes it's like a rock star. Sometimes it's an actor. Sometimes it's like a well-known tattoo artist and stuff like that. So nice. It just kind of depends, but it's all good. Yeah. 
Very fun. Gotcha. I need to, I'm, I do need to watch it because for some reason I didn't realize it was a competition show. Um, I thought it was more like Kath on D's show of just the day in the life of a tattoo artist. But now I really want to watch it because reality competition shows are, I, I really enjoy them. They're fun. If you, if you put Top Chef in like a, like a Guy Fieri style, like flame shirt <laughs> and like some skulls and whiskey glasses just laying around randomly. That's, that's, that's even faster. I, I would yeah, eat that yeah. up. That sounds delightful. It's spectacular. I highly recommend it. I, so. I can't wait. Um, yeah. My uh, last question is for you, Dylan. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite tattoo that you have? Um, oh, uh, um, honestly, I think my favorite one is the most recent one I got. It's an anatomical heart with a safety pin. Oh. Through it, but I like it because my dear friend, uh, Mary Ellen, uh, I've known her since we were like in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. She got a tattoo gun. She does like fine art and stuff like that. Yeah. She got a tattoo gun and was looking for somebody to experiment on. And I was like, you know what? Let's go. And so we did it at her kitchen table and I'm really happy with how it turned out. Yeah. yeah. It, looks it looks good. Really good. Yeah. For like an early so, yeah, on pre- tattoo, um, which reminds yeah, me, Billy, I'm saying this for the public because you did agree to it. I know. Bri Brill, which honestly, we should have Bri on this podcast because she's delightful. I, I don't know why we haven't done Bri that yet. not been on this podcast? Yeah, yeah. weird. But um, she, before she moved to Wisconsin, I assume she still is, was training to be a tattoo yeah. artist. And I have wanted for over 10 years now a tattoo that says Carpe Diem because I think it's so funny because Billy and I both have epilepsy and I think it is a brilliant tattoo idea. Um, And Billy did say that he will get it if Bri does it. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. We'll get to, I'll get a first tattoo. and It'll be a matching tattoo with my sister. What the fuck? It would be so fun. Even honestly, you never do it. it. I'm I'm getting close to doing it to my, myself, not to myself. I'm not going to do it. That would be awful. Um, still getting it because uh i think it's too good to not get (laughs) i love it that's brilliant that's genius i think we'll do it i think it'll be a lot of fun yeah it would be well hey let's truck right along to the towards the end of this episode here on poptimist we like to end our show by playing a game that we call what a pitch and what a pitch is where we have our guest pitch us or sorry what am i talking about give us a prompt uh, for anything, any kind of pop culture product project, and then Dagny and I will each have thirty seconds to pitch it to them. Um, who goes first, Dagny? I'm not sure. Do you want to go first? I can go first. Okay. Yeah. I get muted. Okay. Get off the microphone. Mute yourself. Be gone. All right, Dylan. Um, whenever you're ready, what have you got for us today? All right. So, considering we uh, talked about Jonathan Groff briefly beforehand, um, yeah. What I'm going to have you do, Billy, is um, you're going to pitch me a Broadway musical mm-hmm. number Okay. set in, it's a love story, um, set in the blazing, high stakes, competitive world of Ink Master, um, but you are going to uh, pitch it to me in the tune of uh, The Bitch of Living from Spring Awakening. The Bitch of Living. Okay, so in this point, uh, this is going to be horrible, and I'm so sorry. I'm starting my 30 seconds. I apologize for this beforehand. 
Um, so the bitch of living will just be like the bitch of the canvas and the canvas is going to be really horrible. Maybe the main villain of the whole show. Uh, she's really confrontational. She's very egotistical. She also can't read because she's Leah Michelle. And it's Jonathan Groff and Leah Michelle. We're doing a spring awakening return, but she will not let him do what she wants him to do. Uh, even though she signed a contract, but the plot twist is that even though she signed the contract to be the canvas, she didn't read it because she can't. So she thinks she's entitled to either sue him for a tattoo she doesn't like or force him to uh, uh, tattoo his own penis to look like Puff the Magic Dragon, which is a real tattoo I saw one time on the Internet when I was far too young. And that's my musical number. Uh, so we'll get Dagny in and see what she has to say. Spectacular. <laughs> Kept it actually short Whoa. this time. Hello, hello. Yeah. Hello. hello, hello. That was that you actually I think didn't even I don't I don't know if you even went 30 seconds. It was I did. I did when I started talking. Oh, okay. Sometimes I, uh, that was when maybe you, the fastest. When you hit a bullseye, you just need to yield your time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no pressure, Dagny. I'm, I'm excited. Oh gosh. Okay. Let's what's the prompt? Uh you are pitching me a musical number from the hit Broadway musical based on ink master uh to the tune of the bitch of living from spring awakening okay are they singing the bitch of living that's up to you <laughs> wait are is there anybody in it it's up to you it's your oh hips. i got a oh no sorry. yes it is jonathan groff i apologize no jonathan groff is involved yes i apologize sorry oh. i forgot about that yes jonathan groff is oh. still in it yes Oh, I love that. Billy, I I have a feeling. I have a strong feeling we're going to talk about the same person. Okay, so it's a musical about, obviously a musical number about Ink Masters, like you said. Um, and instead of the bitch of living, to the tune of it, Miss Leah Michelle is singing Don't Rain on My Parade instead of. <laughs> um, and she will be tattooing. Uh, no, no, no. Jonathan Groff is tattooing her while she's singing Don't Rain on My Parade. And it is a portrait challenge of Mr. Will Schuster being tattooed on her entire back. Um, and they are dressed as their glee characters. Uh, and she is, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 my pitch is um, they are, he's in his warblers or whatever the fuck that, that his group was called. That little uh, uh, private school outfit. She has the the bangs and drinking a Slurpee. Like uh, maybe she throws it on him after because she doesn't like how the portrait turned out. Maybe it's a really bad portrait of Will Schuster, and she's like, "Fuck you." Um. Anyway, that that's mine. I don't know if I necessarily followed the prompt perfectly. Spectacular. (laughs) I love it. Love them both. Um. The fact that uh, any chance to talk about Leah Michelle. The fact that She's, both of you took that opportunity is <laughs> remarkable. <yeah. laughs> and, wow, wow, wow! She's she's uh, the most likable person in the entertainment industry, is what I have heard. Mm-hmm. I've heard that from multiple people. <laughs> um, so Leah Michelle wins this round of what a pitch! Well done. That's fair. Um, I'll send her a letter. Good. Yes, let her know she will take any accolades she can get. Um, I'm going to go with Dagny. (gasps) Devastating. I'm sorry. It was close, but it's strictly for, uh, because I like the idea of an entire full back piece of Will Schuster. (laughs) I do too. I do too. That was very funny. Also, for anybody who has TikTok and uh, I spoke Will Schuster's name, sorry for the late trigger warning. 
It's one of my favorite things is people give trigger warnings for Will Schuster. <laughs> well, you know what? I finally, I read recently that um, there was a version of the Glee pilot that was much darker where um, Will oh, yeah. Will was like an, a functioning alcoholic with like a pill mm-hmm. addiction <laughs> and, and like w- did have like a relationship with one of the students. And the point was how horrible he was. And they they ended up like not doing that in the pilot, but I think it was cursed. I think that just that was always there, yep, always through. They could never get rid of it, and that's what has carried through the curse of Glee to this day. Yeah. Although yeah. I, I I would I would enjoy a Glee revival. I never finished the last few seasons of that, but man oh man, I've heard people talk about potential Glee revivals, but I don't know how they would convince everybody to work together again. Well, thank you for the win. I appreciate it. That that was so fun. Um, What a good prompt. Uh, Dylan, (laughs) is there anything you would like to promote or any last thoughts on Ink Masters? Um, No, I just, I highly recommend it to anybody looking for uh, some nice sort of candy coated trash. It's wonderful in every, in every way. I highly recommend it. I can't wait. Candy coated trash. I love that. I will watch it. And for listeners, I know I say it a lot that like after somebody talks about something, I'm like, yeah, I might actually watch that. I do typically like uh, Deal or No Deal. Shout oh, out she, to Nick Brown. She went all in on Deal or No Deal. <laughs> I still, but it's because like he said, if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. Samsung TV has a channel that's the Deal or No Deal channel. Yes, Deal they do no because channel. I went I went to House Sit Dagny's Cats shortly after that episode. And I turned on the TV and it was already playing the Deal or No Deal channel, 24-hour channel. It never ends. It's crazy how many episodes. Or, yeah. God. Anyway, if you have Samsung TV, Deal or No Deal channel is highly entertaining and addictive. Start with the start with the rivalry season of Ink Master. You'll never you'll never stop. That's what I'm telling you. Okay. I think it's which season was I want to say it's season five, but you'll see it. It's like Hang on, I'm gonna look it up. I apologize. I'm sorry. Sorry. Oh no, you're no, great. You're good. Um, yeah, I will because I'm one of the few people in the world that has Paramount Plus. Thanks, mom and dad. Um, season five. It okay, is season great. five. Yes, highly recommend that. Oh wow, I'll, I'll start there. Which ironically is where a lot of people start. Drag Race is start at season five. <laughs> oh, three and four are so good though, but the winner of they four are. is is problematic and three is old, but three is great. I love season three of Drag Race. Yeah. Man, season two and four problematic winners. Mm-hmm. Um more but... so four, honestly. Two is slowly making a comeback. We might get yeah. we might get a re- return of Tyra before too long. All right. Interesting. Uh yeah, we anytime we bring up Drag Race it spirals into like an extra five minutes. So I'm gonna cut us off. Um <laughs> All right. Well, I guess, Billy, anything you need to promote? I want to give you the opportunity. Gosh, wouldn't it be great if I had something? Um, oh, I am. I don't. I should have the dates. I am in another unauthorized parody musical. Um, I am playing Stu Mocker in Scream, the unauthorized parody musical. That is Matthew Lillard's character. Um, all of the songs are 90s hits. Uh, uh, I I have a duet with uh, Aiden playing Billy Loomis in I Want It That Way. I want it that way. I sing better than that a little bit, just a little bit better, not much. But um, when I get closer to that, I'll promote it. But it's going to be so stupid and so much fun. I can't wait for Scream, the unauthorized parody musical. That's hilarious. Um, tell me when and tell the listeners when. And oh, I and Scott Kazicki is in it. Our, ep- our, ep- our episode before this one. They have the, the uh, soap opera episode. It's Scott Kazicki is also in the Scream musical with me. 
Oh. Go Scott. What a what a powerhouse cast. Can't wait. Thank you. Um, all righty. Well, this has been Poptimus. Thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check out all of us, all of our previous episodes. We gotta be close to like a hundred at this point, which is crazy. Um, this is 74. Oh, okay. So we, we we're still trucking have right along. Crazy. Um, but yeah, check out all of our previous episodes. They're all great. Episode um, 19 was Dylan Horner. Kiss, kiss, meh, meh. was the name mm, of the yeah, episode. Yeah. That was good. I remember that one. That was a lot of fun. Um, and thank you for doing this again, Dylan. Thank you it for having me. It's always back. good to talk with y'all. Thank you. I appreciate yes. it. Yeah. Um, and be sure to comment, subscribe, leave us five stars or four stars, but ideally five stars because we're perfect. Um, and we release episodes ideally every Wednesday. Um, not always quite exact on every Wednesday, but so you know when a new episode is out, be sure to follow us on Instagram at PoptimusPod. Um, and if you have any thoughts, questions, concerns, or interested in being a guest, email us at PoptimusPod at gmail.com. And I think with that, everybody say goodbye. Goodbye. goodbye.